Hey guys, what up, what up, what up? This is your girl, your host, Marui of the E and Friends Podcast. Thank you for tuning into another bi-weekly episode. Guys, I got a lot for you tonight. I know I may start this episode off pretty crazy. Be like, damn, E just getting into it. Well, before we start, Let's go ahead and check out the social media sites. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at E and Friends, at E and Friends Pod, and on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end. And thank you for telling a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about the marvelous E and Friends podcast. I hope you guys are doing well, brothers. How you feeling, sister? How y'all doing? Is everybody taking care of each other? I hope so. You know, we got the holidays coming up and it's a very, very, very holiday spirit because I am ready to put up my Christmas tree. I'm ready to put up my decorations in the house. I have everything out right now and I am trying so hard to wait until after Thanksgiving to put these stuff up. But it seems like this year, it's like I want to be in the spirit. I just want everything like from this pandemic to just go away and never ever come back again. And I feel that getting in the Christmas spirit will help me, you know, get over that little that little hump that I'm in, you know. So I know it's a lot of other guys out there that think the same thing because I have came in contact with some people that said they already got their Christmas tree up. They already got decorations in their home. So I'm I'm trying to wait until Turkey Day to be over with and I'm going to put that stuff up. All right, so let's go ahead and start the show. I have a question for you all. Is it embarrassing? humiliating or disrespectful to beg your spouse for sexual attention after being rejected time after time and if or when it happens it's no participation no help no movement share your opinions please (laughs) so i am going to share my two cents of course on this and this is what i'm going to say Although someone did say that they just stopped asking and this is a female actually wrote this and a guy says, I just stopped asking. He said when he stopped asking, she thought that he was cheating and you know what he did? He get up, he go work out in the morning, five days a week just to get rid of the frustration, he said, and among other things that they were going to, he said that he is not going to beg for it and it can be used as a tool against him. So he goes out and he work out, make it seem like he may have something else in the bag, but in reality, he don't. He's just gonna work out, he's gonna work out, get all that frustration out. And I think that's what a lot of men do. Now, y'all know E, if you don't know, I'm not a single woman, I'm a married woman. And I have been married for almost nine years now. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
married for almost nine, been in a relationship about 13, almost 14 years. And I have two kids, of course, two beautiful kids, love them to death, would do anything for them. Now, we all know with being in a relationship, even if you are not married or not, you're in a relationship, you're constantly with someone all the time, things can, you know, sometimes be different. It won't be the same as if it was the first time that you met them. But I also believe that in a marriage, and this goes for me as well, I have to tell myself this too, because sometimes, especially a woman, you can forget about what is really real and what is supposed to happen here. Because if you have kids or if you have a business that you're running and you are constantly going all the time, it's it's kind of hard sometimes and you will lose, you know, the things that kind of matter sometimes. You know, it's it's like you are so busy dwelling on other things you are not realizing the small things, you know, the things that you used to do that helped you got to where you at now and you, you kind of forget. So when it comes to sex in a marriage, sometimes, you know, we lack, sometimes we forget that we need to have that, that intimacy and that we need to continue to, you know, to please each other. I don't say that we don't have to do it every day. We don't have to do it all day, every day because our lives are busy. We are not teenagers no more. We are not in our 20s no more where we don't have things that fulfill our daily task, you know. And so, you know, you're older, you're at the point and also you get comfortable with that person. So you just see them every day. You talk to them every day and it's just, oh, okay, you know, we're good. We just have a conversation. We're good, but we're really not having sex. Does sex play a major role? Yes, sex does play a major role. I I think that sex should be very intimate. We don't have to go for hours when we're having sex because we don't have that kind of time. The only time that you have hours is when you don't have the kids in the house. Because when you have the kids in the house, you really can't do what you want to do. You have to find that spot to go and do something. And a lot of times you just want to be you and you really can't be you. <laughs> so it, it, it kind of makes you lose yourself a little bit because you really can't be yourself. But at the same time, you have to find time to remember the important things, the reason why we are in this relationship. And I think a lot of people lose themselves with that. So, but when it comes to having sex and begging, I don't think that should go on. I think having sex with your partner should be free. Like you should be able to do anything that you want to do because it's between you. It's sacred. It's, it's, it's safe. So nothing is off limits. That's what I always say. Nothing is off limits in my relationship. But if it's something that I don't want to do, I make sure and I express that. But nothing should not be off limit. You shouldn't be able to tell your husband, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. I, You know, we're all grown and I think we should experience those romantic and, you know, we should experience that stuff together. That's how I feel about it. So if I have to beg you 
for sex. And even when you do give it to me, I feel like I'm being rejected. You know, you're not participating. You just lay in there. No movement, nor anything. How do you think that's going to make me feel? It's going to make me feel like you don't want me anymore. Or what am I doing wrong? Talk to me. I need a conversation. So in a sense, this could be a little embarrassing, humiliating, or disrespectful. Because especially if you are trying your hardest in a relationship, you know that you are doing what you're supposed to do. You've been doing all that stuff and it has never been a problem. What has happened? I think it's time for a serious conversation. I don't like to jump to the conclusion and say someone is having sex with someone else. I don't like to jump to that conclusion. But at the same time, I think communication is that bridge between making the relationship work. We have to have a conversation about it. And sex is one of the most beautiful thing between two people. You have sex and you create a child. That's a beautiful moment in life. You you brought something into the world together because you did it by doing something you enjoy doing it. You should have enjoyed doing it. That's why you brought them in. But I know other times there are other circumstances that kids come into the world. It's not a good experience. But at the same time, when you're married with someone, that is your go time. That's that's your happy space. You should be happy. Nobody should be able to take that away from you. No matter how busy you are, what you're doing, you should be able to stop and say, hey, we got to get a session in. <laughs> Sometimes it be like that. <laughs> we got to get a session in. So ladies, men, you're out there. If you love each other, talk to each other. Let each other know what you want. Because if you don't say anything, no one is going to know what you want. We can't read minds. We, we are not programmed like that. So just have a conversation. Keep the sex going. When you have the sex going, keep that flame and that fire. Oh, my God. Nothing can compare. Nothing can come in between you guys. So I just want to let you guys know that don't have your partner to be embarrassed. Don't be disrespectful to your partner. And damn sure don't humiliate them. Don't do that because that is your number one partner. That should be one of your best friends, your closest friends in the whole wide world. So have that discussion and have more sex. Yes, have more sex. Now, after I gave y'all my two cents on my little love connection, let's talk about couponing. A while ago, and this was, oh my God, maybe last year I talked about couponing. I wanted someone to show me how to coupon. And so I never really got into it because it's it's very time consuming. I realized that it's time that I really don't have. You know, I used to know this girl who had this big old binder and she had a bunch of coupons in it, like how... You buy uh, baseball cards and you put them in the binder and you have them sectioned off by the plastic sheets. Well, this is how she did her coupon. She had stacks of coupons in each of those little um, slides. And she will go to the store and she would buy everything. <laughs> Groceries come up to over two, $300. And she only paid like $17 and some change. 
and got a little bit of everything out of each section of the store. And I'm sitting here wondering, I'm like, how do you do that? Like, help me. So she did try and help me one day. She said, look, this is what you have to do. You have to get you a binder. You have to separate everything. You have to get all your papers from the grocery store. You will have to find out exactly what date the sale is going on and blah, 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 and all that. And I'm, I was just getting overwhelmed. So I just continue to do what I do. Whenever the sale papers come out and I see something that catches my attention for that week, guess what? Then I go to the store and I buy it. One thing I did do is I did got some coupons at one point. Someone gave me some coupons and I think it was one of my cousins. She gave me some coupons because she actually does it. And she has a bedroom full of merchandise from everything down from adults to babies, maybe to animals, <laughs> dog food and stuff. And I'm sitting here like, where did you get all that time from to podcast, um, to podcast, to coupon? And so I told her one day, you know, just, just send me a couple coupons and let me see how it go. So I had some coupons and it was for um, paper towels, regular household paper towels. And I had a few of them. I want to say maybe about eight to 10 of them. And when I got them, for some reason, I felt like I was stealing. I felt that I was doing something wrong because I had these coupons and I've been going to the store and using my coupons and I will be getting these stuff like at a very low discounted price, like barely paying nothing for them. And so I would get probably like a max of two or three. And then I would go back another day and I would get them before the sale go off and such and such. And so I started doing it. And one day I went to Walmart and I was at the self checkout and I, I cannot remember what it was that I bought. Nope. I know what it was. It was laundry detergent. It was gain laundry detergent. And I just had one and I used my coupon and I think the laundry detergent probably came up to like $2 or something like that. Instead of paying the full price of like $10 or $12, I got it for like $2. And so as I was scanning my coupon, one of the um, the CMs, the customer um, management um, people came over and said that you won't be able to use these coupons. We are not taking these coupons anymore. So she took my coupons away from me. So I'm like, well, why she took my coupons? I was like, see, this this shit right here, this is what I don't like because I feel like it's not right. I feel like I'm stealing, but everybody does it and it's legal. So I got home and I said, you know what? I'm gonna call that store. So I called the store and I talked to the manager and I told them, I said, well, I came in there and I used the coupon and um, the um, the CMS, she confiscated my coupons and she never gave them back. And and I immediately thought, I was like, hold up, I know that heifer ain't took my coupons and she went and took them for herself so she can get her some gain detergent. So I'm like, let me go ahead and let me call. Let me get my coupons back. So I went to the store, I got my coupons back and plus they gave me like a, um, a Walmart gift certificate too, you know, just for being harassed and stuff like that. Look, I didn't know no better. If if I was one of those extreme couponers person, then it it wouldn't been no issues. Like they would have done right then and there. Like, hey, I know I can get this. This is illegal. This is what I do all the time. I didn't do that. 
You know, I don't want to put myself in no situation that I couldn't get out of because I don't know too much about this. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But I got my coupons back and I did use it in the store a different day. But guess what? I never done it again. I never done it again. The only coupon that I used was the manufactured coupon <laughs> that came out of the newspaper or in the magazine. <laughs> that was it. I never did it again. So what maybe brought up this conversation is that in uh, Virginia, this happened actually in Virginia Beach. It was this couple. They was couponing, right? And they made $31.8 million worth of counterfeit coupons. Fake coupons, y'all. $31.8 million in counterfeit coupons. Yes, you heard what I say. And I'm like, this shit could have been me. Like, because a lot of people actually buy coupons offline from people and they'll send them the coupons or whatever. So immediately when I saw this, I'm like, oh my God, people really scamming on coupons. I said, see, this is why I didn't do that shit because I don't trust it. And I'm not going to get myself in some shit that I can't get out of. So I stopped. So I don't know how many people out there still coupon or whatever, but I would love to go to the store and only pay $10 for my $200 worth of groceries. I would love to do that. But unfortunately, I do not have that type of time and luxury to be that self-prepared and organized. I may have about two or three coupons in my wallet. That's it. I'm not carrying no big ass binder. That's just me. That's my preference. So if you guys out there couponing and you're doing it the legal way, congratulations. I can't do it. I would love to do it, but I can't do it. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next subject. Let's talk about this mom who has been flashing her neighbors. Now, we may all have that bathroom with the window in it. And the window that looks like it's shaded out, well, guess what? She realized that it's not so shaded out. And this is another thing. This is what this is why I never wanted to move into one of those communities where the houses are all cookie cutters and everybody window is right across from each other. You know, I can stick my hand out the window and at the window and touch my neighbors. I don't want to do that. I never want to be involved with that because this is what I'm about to tell you guys is what exactly I have been thinking in my head of what would happen. I'm a private person. I only let you in if I want you in. But this mother, she just felt like someone was looking at her while she was in the bathroom. So what she did one day is um, she told her husband to get in the shower. And she did a video of him. She went outside, did a video. And she could have seen him clearly inside the shower. Now... So she said she could see her husband very clear in the shower. So she was like, if they see her, see him, just imagine what are they seeing with her? She was like, you know, well, I might as well go out and walk in my front, in my front lawn naked, you know? And she was like, I'm embarrassed 
to even go outside to talk to my neighbors and stuff like that because she really feel that she could be seen from her window. So, of course, she came suspicious and stuff. And so one evening she decided, you know, to go and check her mail. And that's how she noticed that she saw the, the glare from her bathroom. And so the frosted glass wasn't really a frosted glass. It wasn't really doing anything. It wasn't protecting anything. So this is me. I don't have any windows. I don't have any like curtains at my windows in my bathroom and stuff like that, like the little windows. I don't have any curtains. And plus my home is very, you know, built high. So no one is not able to look in. And plus I'm not surrounded by, by people like that. So I don't have that fear of someone looking at me. But let me tell you guys something funny. My mom came and stayed one time and she, you know, used the bathroom in the uh, upstairs in the guest room. And I happened to walk in the bathroom and I saw a towel like it, she, she just had some shit hung up like she she didn't even like made a curtain like she just had a big towel and she tacked it down by like her perfume bottle and deodorant bottle like just to keep it intact in the window right <laughs> it's so funny and I didn't realize what she were doing I just saw it in there and it was the second day I went in there and then I said hold on something ain't right about this like I never had this stuff at this window what is going on so I went and asked her about it. she said girl you don't have no curtains at your window and I don't want nobody looking at me I'm in here taking a shower like that right? I said nobody can't see you I said you are way up here I said and plus we don't have nobody near us nobody can't see you and she'd be like still well I don't trust it <laughs> she didn't trust it so but this is same thing what this mother was thinking you know this mother from Tennessee she was thinking the same thing but in reality somebody could have seen her but you know I told mom I was like look take this thing down I said ain't nobody looking at you I said you're a good so she was like well I'm gonna leave it up here so I went and took that shit down I said you're not about to have my darn windows looking all tacky with that towel sitting up there but before I could get a chance to knock it down her perfume bottle dropped out the windowsill and it broke and I said yep that was a sign take that shit down so we took it down <laughs> that was funny she didn't trust it but I'm like look don't put that stuff in my window having people think that this house is nasty up in here don't be doing that do not be doing that <laughs> uh, if anybody do that please let me know or if any of your family member came and stayed with you and decided that they don't want nobody looking at them, let me know. Because this is so funny. All right. Next subject I have is that this babysitter. Look, guys. Look. Let me tell you something. As an adult and you have kids, there are times when you just want to get out get in your head space and just mellow out for a while right i know i did saturday night i took me another gummy saturday night yes it was fabulous the baby was up the oldest were sleeping the baby was up and he just kept asking for shit 
He wanted cookies. He wanted something to drink. And I said, baby, mama can't be walking up and down these stairs. I am high off these edibles. He kept bothering me, but I made it happen. You know, I'm mom. I made it happen or whatever. So, but yeah, I was on my edibles again. <laughs> so this babysitter here, she is actually a 28-year-old girl. And she, you know, I know, right? 28 babysitter but anyway you know what floats your boat but anyway I guess she has nothing to do so but she this is kind of like her business so she actually know this family and she's been working with them for a while and so and this is not the first time it happened this is a lot she goes over there and the mom says well I'll be gone from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. at night right Mom is supposed to be going to brunch from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. So mom is out catching happy hour and all that stuff. And she says this happened all the time. She said that, you know, the mom never sticks to her time that she says she is coming back. And so this one particular night, I guess she was just frustrated. She was just tired of it. She really has somewhere to go. The mom said, you know, I promise I'll be back by a certain amount of time. Enough time for you to go do what you got to do. Of course, she said, okay, okay, okay. Mom never came. She texted mom like um, an hour of the time that she was supposed to be back. She was an hour late. So she texted mom. No response, right? Okay. So she said... Two hours had passed, no response. So she said, well, now I'm upset, I'm shitting because I was supposed to go hang out with my friends. I had something to do and I am three hours late of doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Never heard anything from mom. So she was like, okay, I'm gonna give her 30 minutes and if she doesn't respond to me in 30 minutes, then I'm gonna call the police. 30 minutes came by. She sent her another text and say, hey, if you don't call me back in 15 minutes, I am going to call the police because at this point, I'm unaware of where you at or what's going on with you. So mom texted her in 15 minutes and told her that, you know, she was out doing this and doing that. Totally forgot that she was supposed to come home to get the kids. So she said, OK, I'm coming home now. Guess what? Mom never came home. It's six hours late. Homegirl's like, okay, this is enough. I'm not doing this again. I'm calling the police. She called the police on her ass. And now mom is mad. Like, why are you calling the police on me? So word got back to dad. I think the cop or something called dad or whatever. So I assume that mom and dad is not in the same home. Mom probably tried to get her groove on. <laughs> But she need to do that in another manner, especially got somebody keeping her kids. She needs to be a little bit more polite and aware of that. But um, of course, she's wrong with the babysitter because she called the cops. But the babysitter is like, do you guys think I'm wrong? She was like, if the kids were at a normal babysitter and the parents showed up three hours late, of course, they're going to call the cops as well, which is true. If there is no one else um, next of Ken or, you know, who is able to take the kids, 
then the next answer is, okay, I don't know where this child parent is. I'm going to go and call the police. That's exactly what will happen. So in my opinion, I don't think that the babysitter was wrong for calling the police because clearly something is going on with mom because she does this all the time and stuff happens very quick. So just say it took her six hours later to get back home. And what if something had happened to the mom and the babysitter is just sitting at the house waiting on her to come back home? So I can understand her of calling the cops because she needs to come home and get her kids because I have things that I have to do. So, I mean, it may sound a little bad, but if you are left with no choice, then what are you going to do? So she called the cops. So I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm not mad at that at all. So let me know what you guys think. So before I close out this show tonight, I am actually going to tell you guys that Facebook has blocked me. Yes, but oh well. But let me tell you, I don't know exactly what happened, but I was just scrolling on Facebook one day, updating one of my accounts. Next thing I know, I got a message saying, your account has been blocked. Someone may have been trying to use your account. You know, please reset, you know, and everything like that. So I'm like, well, somebody trying to get to my account. I say me of all people. I've never been hacked or anything like that. I don't do no stupid shit on Facebook. Why is somebody trying to hack me? So I went through the questions and it asked me to provide my phone number to so they can send a text message to get my account unlocked. Well, me, I don't really put my information out there or anything. So they never had a phone number for me. It just has something generic inside. So the only thing it would allow me to do was to send a text to that number. Anytime I would say, try a different way, it would just go back to the same thing. So I'm like, well, they must be don't want me back on here. But in reality, I'm okay with that because I've been trying to get off Facebook for a while. And the only reason why I was keeping it was because of business from my podcast and also, you know, just for people that I know, like from my hometown and school, you know, they can like keep up, and, you know, see what everybody's doing. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck that shit. I don't care if they don't have my number, then I'm not that important to them. So, um, so far, only one person noticed that, well, two people noticed that I wasn't on Facebook. Um, everybody else probably still trying to send me messages and just thinking that I blocked them. <laughs> but no, in reality, I didn't just block you. Facebook wouldn't allow me to get back on. So I guess I won't be experiencing the meta. Okay. So um, I really don't have any issues of going back. Like I say, um, as far as for business, Facebook wasn't a, a big supporter for me anyway for business. I'm more of a Twitter and Instagram girl where I get a lot of love from people whom I don't know. And yes, people who I know don't support me. I'm going to say it again. People who I know don't support me. So if you're listening to this podcast, wow, I'm in sh I'm shocked because you never let me know. Well, you never share my podcast, but just to let you know, 
people on Facebook do not support me. So I'm not mad at being off it. I'm actually cool. I've been chilling on Twitter and Instagram like a bug on the rug. I am cool. You know, it's like Facebook was kind of like, like a stress because everybody comes on there and they just release all their stress. And it's like, would you just shut up? Nobody wants to hear that. So I'm no longer on Facebook. If you are looking for me and you are listening to this episode, get on Instagram, get on Twitter, or get my phone number and you can keep in contact with me. Okay. All right, guys. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of the E and Friends podcast with your host, your girl, Model E. And make sure you follow me on Instagram at E and Friends Pod and on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end. Thank you and see you next time.